copy of God's Word and join me in turning there. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. In a lot of ways, Thanksgiving is, is like a door. It's a door that lets us into the holiday season. And uh, I would share with you that I believe today that how we walk through the door of Thanksgiving will let us know how it is we're going to enjoy this season into which we're entering. And so I think this Sunday is very, very important, what we learn and, and how we grow. Harvard Medical School put out a statement on the holidays, and, and uh, in their article they said this, they said, for many, this time of the year is tinged with sadness, anxiety, and depression. When I read that, I thought it was ironic that this time that is supposed to be the happiest time, the most wonderful time, is a time that many would say is a time of stress and anxiety and, and depression. And of course, we understand there are a lot of reasons for this. Our schedules often become more full. Uh, there are financial pressures associated with Christmas and the gifts and so forth. And for some, maybe time with family even is a source of stress. I read just this morning in the USA Today, the typical American can stomach about four hours with their family, and then they've said, I've had enough, I've got to move on. And so maybe you just love every minute with your family, and maybe you'd say your family's dysfunctional, and I would encourage you today, keep the fun in the middle of dysfunctional, all right? Enjoy your family as much as you can. Sometimes during this time of the year, we feel the hurts that we've picked up in the last 12 months a little bit more deeply, more profoundly. How awesome would it be if there were one thing that we could do that would alleviate the sadness and the anxiety and uh, the depression that comes during this time so often? Well, the answer today is this. There is one thing we can do to alleviate all of those things. There is something we can do that will change all of that. And I hope to share with you today how Thanksgiving is the most perfectly placed holiday uh, in the calendar. It's, it's the time that will allow us to prepare for what is to come. You see, the solution to all of this really is thanksgiving. It's, it's gratitude. As that article from Harvard Medical School went on, it said this. It said, in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. And friends, I want you to know that thankfulness and a heart that's filled with gratitude, it, it does more than give you a good holiday season. It gives you a good life. And I believe that to be true, not because Harvard Medical School told me so, but because what that truth is, is a biblical truth. It is God and His Word that teaches us that Thanksgiving can change everything in our lives Learning to live a life of thankfulness, it puts our hearts and minds in a position to really enjoy life. Thankfulness does not remove the hard times. All of the stories we heard this morning are true, and those that shared them, they're authentic to them. We know that there will be difficulties. Thankfulness doesn't remove the hard times, but it teaches us to focus on the good, and it gives us a perspective with which to view everything else. And frankly, thankfulness is something I need to work on. If it's the antidote for anxiety, even when I was a little kid, I was always the anxious little guy, always something to worry about. If worrying was a contest, I'd probably be a winner every time, all right? Uh, I can worry with the best of them. But I have learned, and I am learning, that if I start my day off counting my blessings and expressing thanks, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. And we'll all grow in gratitude during Thanksgiving if we learn to trust God and see Him for who He is 
when I stop and think of what it is I can be thankful for, I can come up with an enormous list of things, so many things. And then beyond the things, greater value, I think of the people. And beyond the people, I think of the greatest confidence and the hope found in a relationship with God, a God that loves without condition and without limit. And so when I learn to align the philosophy of my life with the theology or my belief and understanding of God, it gives me the capacity to live a life of thankfulness and and gratitude. You, You see, Jesus is the great Savior. And when I recognize that my life has a story that is to be rooted to His story in my life, it changes things. And the psalmist in Psalm 107 and verse 2 said, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The Bible was saying for those who know Jesus, you have a story to tell. Say so. It goes on to say, Whom He hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Now, God's Word is filled with many incredible passages on the topic of thankfulness and thanksgiving, but if I were to have to choose just one verse that shares the heart of it all it'd be the verse before us this morning in ephesians chapter 5 if you're able i'd like to invite you to join me in standing out of respect for the reading of god's word if you're glad you're in church today say amen Amen. now i have every intention of doing my best to preach and teach the bible today but how many of you would agree with me if we turn around and left right now we've already been thoroughly blessed all right and a powerful powerful time you know the bible begins by saying in the beginning god created and uh, we have a god who's creative and a god who wants to do that creative work through us i'm thankful for the team here that works to put things like that together ephesians chapter 5 the bible says this giving thanks always for all things unto god and the father in the name of our lord jesus christ More verses will be added to this study, but I want us to think of this one verse, and I think of just even those first two words, giving thanks. Our Father, how grateful we are today to be in this place. Lord, we all have a story, but we've heard three powerful stories already this morning. We're grateful to know of how you've worked in the hearts and lives of people that we worship with here, people part of our church family. God, I pray as a result of our time in your word today that you would work in our lives, continue to shape and mold the story that you would have our lives to tell. We need you, Lord. I need you in this time. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Heard a man was speaking to a group of young students studying to prepare to spend their lives in ministry. They were to be teaching and preaching the Bible. That's the calling I believe God's put on my life. I'm very interested in it. I live my life from Sunday to Sunday. And uh, I'm grateful to know that we have a Bible from which we can teach and preach. But as this man was talking to these young students, he, he made the statement. He said, you know, in your sermons, you need to know this. Uh, every sermon produces suffering. He said, either you will suffer in the preparation of your sermon or those listening to you will suffer in your lack of preparation for your sermon, okay? 
I don't want to make anybody suffer today, but when he said that, I realized, man, I'm signing up for a life of, of study. And I want you to know how grateful I am today for the Word of God. It is the inspired Word. It is infallible. It's inerrant, without error. It is the Word of God. And I'm grateful today to know that I can go to a Bible on a Sunday like this and every other Sunday we have, and, and I can find more than just a textbook from which to teach, but I can really find the heart and the mind of the Lord over my years of being a pastor, my dependence on the word is not diminished. It's, it's grown. It's increased. My appreciation has grown. And it's wonderful to know that God tells us in life what it is we need to do. And sometimes God in his fatherly loving counsel shares with us those things that we should not do. He does that as well. But, but it's even in this deeper truth we can see how God tells us how to live life. But he cares enough to tell us why it should be done and how we practically carry it out. And the topic of Thanksgiving is no different. In Paul's words to the Ephesian church here, he shared the what and the why and the how of Thanksgiving. And in less than 20 words, he very concisely gives us an in-depth and profound view into the heart of Thanksgiving. And in this we see we're to live a life of gratitude. And if we're to do that, we must know Several truths that I'll share with you today. The first thought I'll share with you this morning is this. Thankfulness comes from a decision. It comes from a decision. The first words of this incredible verse just simply say, giving thanks. I've heard it said of love. Love isn't love until you give it away. Well, I want to say it's the same with thankfulness. With thankfulness. Now, to be sure, we are to be thankful. To the church in Colossae, Paul wrote this. He said, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. He said, be thankful, but truly thankful people, they share thanksgiving, they give it, they say thank you often. We associate thankfulness many times in life with the big and super blessed moments, like when you've just received a gift. But I'm here to tell you today that when we make a decision to just determine to live a life of thanks in any situation, in any season, we can give thanks when we have a mind to give. I remember a family meeting called by my dad some years back, maybe six or so years ago. He called me, my two older brothers, and my older sister, and he said, we need to have a family meeting. He set the time. He was very stern. You all need to be there. And, and uh, so none of us really knew exactly what was going on. I found out later I knew less than uh, the others. But we all arrived for this meeting. It was kind of a somber tone. And, and my dad began to share that my mom had, had been going through some tests and she was struggling with some memory issues. And, and uh, he said, we just wanted to tell you all together at one time that the doctors have said your mom has, has Alzheimer's. And those times are always so weird and awkward. I mean, I'm so familiar with my family, of course, but we'd never been through anything like that, and I'm prone to be quiet, and so that's what I did. I tend to do that in moments like that, and I've got an older brother who's prone to talk. <laughs> he can't help himself. I've got a middle brother who's prone to cry. He did that, and my older brother started talking, and then my sister tried to straighten us all out. It was a typical family gathering, okay? Everybody was doing their part, and, and uh, so as I'm sitting there quiet, I've got another brother crying, and another brother trying to uh, plan, and, and a sister trying to straighten everybody out. Uh, in, in that moment, I remember my mom just said, stop it, stop it. She said, Kids, here I am. I'm right here. I can hear you. I remember she said, this was what she said. She said, I'm not dead yet. I'm still here. 
And she said, God's going to help us all to get through this. I believe God's going to help me to get through this. She was strong and courageous and, and filled with faith. And after my folks talked, we just kind of sat around for a minute. And my mom got up and she walked in the guest room in their home. They were living in Palm Desert at the time. And uh, I just kind of followed her in there, in there just to be with her. And, and as I was in there, I saw a bunch of poster boards. And I said, Mom, what are these? And, and she walked over and she showed me. They were poster boards where she'd put pictures of all us kids and all of her grandkids and wrote things next to the names, things that they were looking for in life and things she could be thinking of. And she said, you know, Stephen, as I get more forgetful, I just want these poster boards to help me remember the people I love and the people I'm the most thankful for. And I want to remember what it is that I can be praying for them about. And, and friends, here's what I'm telling you. Uh, that's a person that said, you know, it's really not about what's happening all around me or even that which is happening inside of me she was saying I've personally made a decision that Thanksgiving is going to be a way of life and she was deciding in advance I want to live a life of thankfulness to the best of my ability for as long as I possibly can I wonder today how surprised would your family be if you made the decision to express thanks and gratitude and appreciation to each one of them I'm sure that most of us would say today, I have thankfulness, great, but let's heed the Bible command here that says we're to give thanks, give thanks. Wouldn't it be great if, if this thanksgiving that we would say is in our hearts would make its way right out of our mouths and other people could receive the value that comes from it. Thankfulness comes from a decision. Here's the second thought I'll share with you this morning. Thankfulness comes through a determination. Now, really, it's a lot to grasp just the first two words of that verse, giving thanks. But then it goes on to say, always for all things. Now, this might be the time in the service where you'd expect me to say I had to take a lot of Greek classes in Bible college, you know. So let me tell you what it really means when God says we're to give thanks always for all things. It means for all the really good things. But I can't say that because that's not at all what it means. It means what it says. I like to put it this way. All means all. That's all, all means and the bible says we're to give thanks for all things all things now i've spent quite a few times in my life trying to wrap my mind around this verse that there seems to be no short list of things that we would say are really bad things that don't deserve our thanks as i thought on it i had to realize that as paul wrote ephesians he was in a prison cell in rome if ever there was a man that would be given a pass on a topic like Thanksgiving, it would have been the Apostle Paul. He went through so much in his life. He was bitten, uh, beaten, he was, he was shipwrecked. He, he went through so much, and at this very moment, he's sitting in a jail cell, and he's writing to a church saying, listen, in the course of your life, you need to make sure that you're giving thanks. You see, all of that demonstrated this was a man who had determined, no matter what I go through, thanks will be the result. Earlier in this very book of the Bible, Ephesians, he said this in Ephesians 1 and verse 16. He said, cease not to give thanks for you cease not he said i'm giving thanks perpetually for you making mention of you in my prayers earlier in this chapter paul wrote these words he said be ye therefore followers of god as dear children and walk in love as christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to god for a sweet smelling savor but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving 
of thanks. I love that Paul there started with dealing with the love of Jesus and his gift for us, his sacrifice for us. And then he tells us, live a clean life that would be honoring to the Lord. And and then he sums it all up by saying, give thanks. In the course of your life, put off all this bad stuff, but make sure you put on a heart of thankfulness. You could wonder what would lead Paul to conclude with an awesome statement like that. Well, it's simple. He was determined to look to God in a way that acknowledged that God is good. And that God can even use what we would call bad things for a good purpose. To his friends in Rome, Paul in Romans 8, 28 said, We know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. You know, our minds, all of us, seem bent. We're predisposed to see what we want or what we don't have to the neglect of an appreciation for what we do have. I heard a story recently of a boy and a man gave him an orange, big, beautiful orange. And he took that orange and just looked at it. And his mom said to the boy, "Uh, what do you say, son? And he gave the orange back. He said, peel it. You know, that's about how we are most of the time. We have so many good things in our lives, so many blessings. And we we, we just get fixated on those things that we don't have yet that we want. And there's always a reason to be thankful. Uh, I, I remember a Charlie Brown cartoon. Uh, he's in the kitchen cooking turkey. Thanksgiving's coming up, and Snoopy's perched on his doghouse out back, and he's got these little bubble thoughts, and Snoopy's thinking, he says, it's Thanksgiving, and everybody eats turkey on Thanksgiving. Uh, the next frame, Charlie Brown walks out and puts down a bowl of dog food, and, and Snoopy just looks at it in disgust, you know, and he's so upset by what he's seen, and, and uh, he says, just because I'm a dog, I have to eat dog food on Thanksgiving, is His face is all scrunched in because he's upset. And then in the next frame, he's thinking a little bit more. He said it could be worse. I could be the turkey, okay? (laughs) I think it's helpful for us when we come to the place where we can say, God, thank you for all I have. For that which I don't have, I trust your sovereign hand in that. Lord, you're good. I'm saying today that when our theology informs us that God is all-knowing and all-powerful and all-present, we can know that even in the tough times, God is there working on our behalf. On, on one occasion, Paul wrote of thanksgiving like this in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18. He said, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. If, if someone were to say, you know, uh, I really want to know what God's will for my life is, I can say definitively without exception for everyone in this room this morning, God's will is that we would give thanks. He said in everything, give thanks. Why did Paul say that? Well, he just believed that if he was in a tough situation, God was right in there with him. He says, I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to be thankful to him. Now, I can't say this truth is easy to live out all the time. Easier said than done, as they say. But I can tell you this. I found so often in my life that the most painful things through which I've gone in retrospect were seasons where I learned the most and I grew the most. And when we have faith on the front end of a tough time, we can say, God, I just am, I'm going to go ahead and thank you in advance because I'm in a mess, but you're right in here with me. And I know that you can work this out in a way that would be glorifying to you and good for me. And that leads us to the final thought I'll share with you today. I want you to see that thankfulness comes out through a devotion. This verse would not work were it not for the closing words. We're to give thanks always for all things. And then it concludes by saying, unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord 
Jesus Christ. Now we've touched on this all the way through this study, but a thankful heart is one that is devoted to God. Devoted to God. Uh, each day in, in my life, I, I spend time reading the Word and in prayer, and, and in my journal, I'll take time to write things down for which I'm really thankful. If you were to pick up my journal and thumb through it, you'd find there are times I say, man, I'm thankful for the Word of God. I'm thankful that God's mercy endures forever. I'm thankful that God corrects me when I'm, when I'm wayward. There are other times where I might say I'm thankful for my wife and how blessed I am uh, with the wife that God has put in my life. I love her. Uh, if you look, you'd see that I'm thankful for my family and you'd see the names of my daughters and maybe even my son-in-laws every now and then, but mostly my granddaughter Callie would be in there. Thankful. Thankful for friends. Uh, some of you, if you thumb through my journals, you'd read your names in there of, of, of a name that was impressed on my mind in a time of contemplation. God, I want to count my blessings this morning. And, and God's brought you uh, to, to my mind. You'd see that I'm thankful for my church family. You'd find simple things in there. I'm thankful for my house. I was with a brother this week that said, man, I can't stand where I live. And I thought, we've been in our house 21 years. I, I don't want to go anywhere. God, thanks for this, this house I get to live in. You'd see in there simple things like, I'm thankful for four trucks can I get an amen amen I'm gonna go see family this week and I get to drive there in a Ford truck and I know that's what the Lord would drive if he were to drive a truck so Ford truck but each of those things I've written has one thing in common ultimately they've come into my life by way of God's hand God saved me he paid for my sins on the cross of Calvary uh, God has been working in my life and I know that he's assured me of a home in heaven when I die and as I go through this life I'm not just passing time until the inevitable end comes no I'm living for a purpose God put me on this planet for a reason just as he has done for you and I'm saying listen of all the people in the world those that know God those who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ we have the most uh, uh, the greatest reasons to live lives of gratitude Oh, friends, I want you to know the Bible says in Psalm 68, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. And then it says, Selah, think on that. Friends, I'm telling you today this truth. I, I know there is a lot that goes with the season, anxiety and stress and depression, the likes that we heard about. I'm telling you today, we've got a God that daily loads us with benefits. If you indeed are a Christian, you can rest in the fact that you are forever and always saved. You can rest in the fact that you have a home in heaven, but you've got a life worth living and a God that loves you and is interested in you and a Holy Spirit that indwells you to enable you to do everything that God would have you to do. Oh, friends, when we come to this understanding, we will echo the voice of the psalmist who in Psalm 92 and verse 1 said, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto the name, O Most High. I want you to join me in standing today. The Bible says it's a good thing when we thank God. And it's a natural byproduct of a thankful heart to sing praises to God Remember today, we've got a God that's worthy of praise, a God that wants to hear our praise. I think of the great words we read in the book of the Revelation as John penned these words. He said to the Lord, Lord, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. 
and I want you to know today that a heart that knows God can trust God and a heart that trusts God can understand he's got a reason for it all and it's the song of praise coming from a heart of thankfulness that God wants to hear and I want us to sing that song together today running after it's running after me your goodness is running after it's running after me with my heart laid down I surrender now I give you everything your goodness is running after it's running after me your goodness running after, it's running after me, your goodness is running after, it's running after me, lay down, I'm surrendered now, I give you everything, your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Let's all bow our heads together in a spirit of prayer. When we began, I said to help alleviate those negatives. And friends, there is. It's thankfulness. That's no trivial thing. It's to come out of our theology, our belief of God. It's understanding we have a good God. I wonder how many of you today would say, you know, Pastor, as that message was brought, there was something in there I think could be helpful for me. It was a good reminder. You would say today, Pastor, uh, I want to live a life of gratitude, of gratefulness. I want to give thanks in my life for the Lord. Are there those this morning? Just by the quickly raised hand. Pastor, there was something in that study for me. Thank you so much. You may put your hands down. The greatest thing for which anyone can be thankful is knowing we have a relationship with God, a relationship that we can't earn, we can't lose, and a relationship that we can take with us even when our physical life is over. I'm talking about salvation. And maybe you're here today, and as you're thinking on these things, if you were confronted with the question, man, do I really know if I were to die today, I'd go to heaven? Maybe in your heart there's doubt. Friends, the greatest news in the world is the reality that Jesus Christ loves everybody. And the Bible in 1 John 5 and verse 13 tells us that these things are written that we can know that we have everlasting life. Numbers of hands across the room have been raised today. But maybe there are some who'd say, you know, Pastor, as you, as you think of the needs in this room today and as you take them before the Lord in prayer, if you could add me to that prayer, it'd be great. And maybe today your prayer would be something like this. You know, I'm just not certain I have that kind of relationship with God. But if I could know, I'd like to know. That's where I'm at today. I'm just not sure where I stand when it comes to a relationship with God. Are there those this morning by the testimony of just a quickly raised hand? Pastor, you can think of me in prayer. Thank you. As the music continues, I want us to just take this as a time of prayer. Pray right there where you're standing. If there's a spiritual need in your life, whether you raise your hand or not, if, if you'd say, no, I need to know I have a relationship with God, I'll be here in the front. I'd love to pray with you, but again, as the music continues, let's, as we enter into this week, say, God, help me to live the life of thanksgiving that you'd have for me. Let's pray together.